had been cast in the places with the malfunctioning machinery were sent to, or, or a large portion of them were sent downtown to be tabulated. Uh, and then they got mixed together with ones that had already been counted, and they found a bunch of ballots in black duffel bags, and it was just a huge third-world hellhole mess. This, of course, all of this insanity was intentional. The reason that it was mismanaged in this way was to extend the counting so that the Democrats slash establishment Republicans would be able to find the number of ballots required to defeat the actually legally cast ballots of their opponents. This is why it has taken weeks. And they still have not actually found out who the winner of the gubernatorial race is. And now, I think, it would be questionable as to who the winner of the senatorial race would be. I had been waiting to see if Carrie Lake would be filing some, court, some sort of lawsuit or some kind of legal action to contest the outcome of the election, especially based off of the obvious shenanigans that were going on in Maricopa County and the fact that her opponent was the person in charge of counting the ballots and refused to recuse herself of that responsibility. Again, this is some third-world shithole bullshit right here, ladies and gentlemen. And nobody, well, nobody in the mainstream, I'm not going to call them the mainstream media, I keep doing that, nobody in the legacy Marxist media, to include Fox News now, questioned this and thought it was in any way, shape, or form inappropriate for Kathy Bates or whatever her name is to have been counting her own ballots and the ballots of her opponent. Nobody thought that was weird. And I was wondering why Carrie Lake wasn't making any moves. Now I know. And uh, it would seem that the election results out of Arizona are indeed not settled science, which is good. Another thing to come out of the 2022 election was the realization by the Republican Party that ballot harvesting 
is a legitimate strategy to win elections. And the thing that brought that realization about was not only the Democrats' successful use of it in multiple elections, but the Republicans' successful use of it in California to win elections. And it turns out, and I did not know this, but ballot harvesting is actually legal in all states except one in the United States. There are restrictions on it in some states, red states, there are some restrictions on it, but it's legal in all but one. Had I known this, I would have wondered why the Republicans we're not using this particular strategy. I disagree with ballot harvesting, as the Republicans apparently did as well. However, disagreeing with something that is still legal does not mean that you shouldn't do it, especially if your opponent is going to be doing it. So it does beg the question why the Republicans were not using this tool. At the same time, Now that the Republicans have reached the realization that they can indeed use ballot harvesting to efficacious advantage, so efficacious, in fact, that it can flip areas in California, I think this particular strategy will not only become more legal in the states where it is restricted, but I believe that this will be one step closer to the downfall of our republic in general. I think it will be another step towards the devolution of our republic. Because we will go from who can get the most votes to who can cheat the best. And that's sad, but I'm afraid that's the direction that we are headed, because if we do not, 
we could, you see, shore up voting laws such that votes can only be cast on election day. All voters must be required to show identification, a photo ID, and all ballots must be paper ballots and must be counted the day of the election. We could do that, but we could only do that in red states. To attempt to do otherwise, to attempt to pass federal laws regarding how elections must be administered would be to violate the Constitution of the United States and it would be a step towards federalizing elections. Dangerous ground. Unconstitutional ground. So, the red states, by shoring up their election laws, might be putting themselves at a disadvantage to blue states. Might be. Still, factually speaking, the blue states are losing seats in Congress and also, by extension, electoral votes because of diminishing populations, which gives the advantage to red states. On the other hand, the blue states are importing illegal aliens to fortify their populations. Now, on the other hand, the populations of those states are determined by a federal census On the other hand, the federal census does not ask anymore if a person is a citizen, which again artificially inflates the population of blue states. So we've got this situation where the blue states are going to go out of their way to cheat. No matter how they have to do it, they're going to do it. And ultimately, this will put 
red states at a disadvantage. As a matter of fact, it was, um, oh, what's his name? Schumer, Chuck Schumer, who was talking about the reason that we need illegal immigration. He didn't say illegal immigration, but that's what he meant. The reason that we need this in the United States was because our population is declining. We are not managing to reproduce as fast as we used to, which is ironic coming from somebody who has supported and still supports the mass slaughter of American children. See, if we hadn't murdered all those children, we wouldn't have the problem with the population. But this is their excuse to bring in illegal immigrants. Now, these illegal immigrants, being illegal, cannot do multiple legal things. And so they are second-class citizens. Second-class citizens that can be threatened and bullied into doing whatever the government officials want them to do. In other words, they are slaves. Yes, once again, we have free states and slave states, and once again, the free states are run by Republicans and the slave states by Democrats. The more these things go on, the more... Oh, and the less the Republicans slash whomever are inclined to fix them, the more likely it is that we are going to see a national divorce. And again, I think that the national divorce is going to look a lot like what Lieutenant Colonel Allen West suggested which is a compact between red states stating that we will abide by the Constitution of the United States as it was written. And if a state does not wish to do that, they are more than welcome to volunteer themselves out of the United States. And that's what I think it's going to look like. And I think we're getting closer and closer to that because, and I could be wrong, and, and I'm far from being certain that this is going to happen like, like that, but it is getting to be a more and more distinct possibility. In the future, the near future, I am hoping very much that the Arizona election, the entire Arizona election, will be redone. If that doesn't happen, I am hoping that the election in Maricopa County will be redone. And that the responsibility for the administration of that 
election will be stripped from those who fouled it up the first time. I'd be happy to see that. I think I think it's a little early. But ultimately I think MAGA is going to win. There's going to be a fight. It's not going to be pretty. And there still is the possibility that this could go hot. Although we're nowhere near to that yet. And the reason that I still have some hope is because MAGA is gaining so much in the states. Vast. And if we control the states, then we control the elections. And if we control the elections, eventually we will take the federal government back. But ultimately nothing is going to change in the federal government until the states step up and have an Article 5 convention in which we should, but probably will not, even if the convention happens, what we should do is dissolve the federal government as it currently exists and rebuild it as it was intended with certain extra restrictions. But ultimately, thats I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't know that we're going to see an Article 5 convention. If we do not see an Article 5 convention, then I think the national divorce is an, uh, is an inevitability because the federal government is currently geared towards corrupting anyone and everyone who goes to Washington, D.C., regardless of how virtuous they might be in the beginning, they will become corrupted. The system is such that the bureaucracy is actually running D.C. And they have the ability to corrupt and or blackmail the politicians that come into Washington, D.C. and therefore manipulate the votes of those politicians toward their own benefit. So that's, that's the way I'm seeing the political situation as it stands today, which happens to be November 20th, 2022, till the states step up and have an Article 5 convention in which we should, but probably will not, even if the convention happens, what we should do is dissolve the federal government as it currently exists and rebuild it as it was intended with certain extra restrictions. But ultimately, thats I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't know that we're going to see an Article 5 convention. If we do not see an Article 5 convention, then I think the national divorce is an is an inevitability because the federal government is currently geared 
towards corrupting anyone and everyone who goes to Washington, D.C., regardless of how virtuous they might be in the beginning, they will become corrupted. The system is such that the bureaucracy is actually running D.C., and they have the ability to corrupt and or blackmail the politicians that come into Washington, D.C., and therefore manipulate the votes of those politicians toward their own benefit. So that's, that's the way I'm seeing the political situation as it stands today, which happens to be November 20th, 2022. Scapegoating is the logical fallacy in which the person blames something on something other than the real reason something happened. Since 2016, Ghostbusters... the most popular target has been very unpopular but non-existent people. Uh, the original target for Ghostbusters 2016 was misogynists. The movie failed not because the writing was terrible, the acting was horrible, the direction was awful, 
the entire thing was extraordinarily disrespectful of the original lore. But because of misogynists. And then Hollywood Studios, seeing the uh, use of this argument and assuming it to be successful because the mainstream media ran with it and the echo chamber ran with it, they started using it preemptively before even releasing their woke movies. They would blame the movie's inevitable failures, not on the fact that the vast majority of the American public don't want to see a woke movie, do not agree with wokeism, but instead blaming it on the fact that racists and xenophobes and homophobes and transphobes and any other phobe you can think of or any other ism or ist that you can think of are not going to see the film. And this has been going on since, again, 2016. Well, slowly but surely, very slowly, the studios are starting to figure out, and the last major studio to pull this, by the way, was uh, uh, Amazon Video, with the inevitable failure of Rings of Power. And I actually said uh, multiple times on Twitter that Rings of Power was going to fail because it was woke. I said this before Rings of Power even came out when they started trying to shill it with millennial morons, vapid, brainless millennial morons. And I, I said that it was going to fail because it was woke, because it was BS, because it was stupid, because it ignored the lore, because it was disrespectful. I said it was going to fail. And they preemptively came out and blamed racists and bigots and homophobes and transphobes and all the other rogues gallery, the usual suspects for why wokeism fails except for wokeism. They were the last ones to try this, aggressively attacking the fans, and they have aggressively failed, and because of the financial repercussions of that failure, and we are talking to the tune of over a billion dollars, they finally started to figure out that attacking the fans, probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. So now what they're doing, they're not going to change what they're doing. They're not going to change what they're making. They're not going to alter their wokeism because wokeism is, is it's just like communism. 
or socialism. If you, if you have a proponent of communism and socialism, communism and socialism didn't fail because they're failures, because they cannot, cannot be successful in the real world, in reality or because real communism and real socialism have never been tried. That, that's the reason that, that they, they say that communism has failed and socialism has failed repeatedly. But it's not because communism and socialism are non-viable uh, economic philosophies. And it's the same thing here with wokeism. We can't say that wokeism has failed because it's a non-viable philosophy that nobody wants any part of and is not popular and nobody believes in and nobody is going to accept except for uh, hardcore, uh, again, mindless, vapid radicals. Um, the, the, the Hollywood studios are going to keep doing what they're doing. But they still have to have a scapegoat. Variety just recently came out with a piece, I guess it was last week. Variety came out with a piece blaming, and they, they created this, this uh, non-existent uh, phenomenon called... Uh, uh, superhero fatigue. Superhero fatigue. Superhero fatigue is to is the cause of the fact that uh, nobody's interested in the MCU anymore. It's not the fact that Kevin Feige has gone out of his way to create garbage to degrade all male leads, to insult men, and to create an all-female Avengers unit. That's, that's not the case. The case is uh, superhero fatigue. Similarly, uh, the Witcher showrunner. I don't know her name. I don't care to know her name. Came out. And she blamed the rapidly decreasing popularity of her show on the diversity of the fandom. It's not the fact that, again, she ignored the original lore. In fact, as it has been reported, the writers for the show hate the original books. They hate the games and openly mocked it in the writer's room. That's not the problem. The problem is the diversity of the fandom, and, and, and the fandom is so diverse that it's just impossible for us to write a show that will please all of them. Ladies and gentlemen, 
in both cases. I am going to call bullshit. You see, the Variety article did point out the fact that the MCU was showing a much bigger drop-off in fans than the DCU. Hmm. One wonders why that might be. Well, the DCU is actually doing things, making movies that fans are interested in going to see, and they are making large moves to improve the quality of their movies such that fans will want to see them. Whereas the MCU is doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down on failure, woke failure. Intersectionalism, misandry. The same can be said for The Witcher, to the point where Henry Cavill, who was absolutely born to play the part of Geralt of The Witcher, left after season three, and apparently threatened to leave during the filming of season two. Now, if you've got... And and Henry Cavill is a nerd. He is a hardcore nerd. And if you've got your lead actor threatening to leave because, specifically because, you are ignoring the lore. You are disrespecting the character. You are instead taking side characters like Siri, like Yennefer, and moving them to the forefront and making them the main characters, ignoring the source material and the lore, then you might have a problem. And that might be the problem, but no, no, no. For her, the problem is the diversity of the fandom. Well, that's funny because the fans don't have... That very diverse fandom didn't have a problem with the books or the games. No. And... There was no superhero fatigue through all of phases one, two, and three of the MCU. No. No. Those are not the problems. To fix the MCU, what Kevin Feige has to do is start writing 
good stories again. Bring back the original heroes that made the MCU great again. This is not to say you cannot introduce new characters, but you must, you must, you must make stories. Classic hero stories where there is good and there is evil. Where there is a character arc, a true character arc, not some perfect character that can do everything and, and is, is completely infallible. Where there is character growth and development. That is what needs to be done. And as long as variety and the studios and whom else ever continue to scapegoat various things for the reason for the failure of the MCU. The MCU will continue to fail. I am enjoying watching the MCU fail. I'm enjoying watching Disney fail. Uh, I hope that Kevin Feige and Bob Chapek continue, and Kathleen Kennedy as well, continue to double down on failure. I want to see. This is my desire. Oh, and Pixar too. This is my desire. I want to see every single solitary thing that the groomers at Disney attempt fail. Everything they do, I want to see it fail. Like God did to the Pharaoh in Exodus, I want their hearts to be hardened. I want them to continue to say that they will not let our IPs go, that they will continue to disrespect and destroy them. I want to watch Disney burn to the ground till the very name of Disney is worthless. Till it gets to the point where people won't even pay to buy the corporation because the name of Disney has been so sullied that it's not worth it. That's what I want to see. Back to The Witcher. My advice to this moronic showrunner, whose name I do not know, nor do I care to know it. 
my advice to her if you want to please this ever so diverse fandom. Read a book. Then write what the Witcher does in that book into the show. And you will have success. Now, now that Henry Cavill has left and there is likely zero chance you're getting him back because, again, you're scapegoating this BS, non-existent, diverse fandom. I guarantee you we will not see seven seasons of The Witcher. It ain't going to happen. As a matter of fact, I would be surprised that The Witcher goes to a season five. Because after season three of the non-Witcher show, People are not going to... People are already not... Uh, people have already started tuning out. I started tuning out in Season 2. I did manage to finish Season 2. It was garbage. But I did manage to finish it. I'm not interested in seeing Season 3. Even though Henry Cavill is in it, I won't be watching it. Because I know it's going to, it's going to be the Yennefer and Siri show. That's not what I'm interested in. I do not want to watch the Yennefer and Siri show. I don't care how many naked people you have in the show. It doesn't matter. You know, maybe you can get teenage boys to watch your garbage, but other than that, sorry. And maybe not even them. Because the show sucks. Okay, season two sucked. Season three going to be even worse. Not even going to waste my time on it, and I'm not the only person. And while season three is failing, how much money do you think the studio is going to be willing to put in to filming a season four without their main character, without their actor, Henry Cavill? This is how little they feel about Cavill, because they came out with the announcements that Cavill was leaving at the same time that they came out with the announcement of his replacement. Which means these decisions have been made a couple of months ago. Okay, it wasn't like Cavill came out and said that he was leaving and then two months later they said that uh, Hemsworth was taken over. Liam Hemsworth, by the way, folks, not Chris. Liam Hemsworth is going to be taking over as Geralt. Now, again, I don't know much about Liam Hemsworth. The only thing I've, things I've ever seen him in are, uh, oh gosh, what was that? Uh, the Hunger Games, and then uh, the... Uh, 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 shoot, I can't even remember the name of the... Uh, with Stallone and, and them. 
Uh, anyway, I don't know much about Liam Hemsworth. His performance or performances in uh, The Hunger Games didn't really impress me all that much. Uh, and I can't see him as a replacement for Henry Cavill in, in this particular instance. So, but but still, they came out with the announcement of Henry Cavill leaving and Liam Hemsworth coming in at the same time, which means these decisions were made a few months prior. There's no way... Because I, I I can I can pretty much guarantee that while season three is running and failing, they're going to be filming season four as quickly as they can, so that the studio can't say, you know what, never mind, stop. So that because they're going to be saying, oh no, this will be better. This will be, trust me, this will get better. Just just like this is another thing that the studios like to do with their woke BS series is they'll come out and say, oh, well, seasons one and two sucked, but, you know, things really start picking up in season three. I got an idea. How about you make a good show starting from season one? Starting from the jump, you make a good show and we'll watch it. And you just continue making the show good just keep going. That's not what they're doing. But I, I, I can pretty much guarantee not only are we not going to see seven seasons, we're probably not even going to see five. And I personally am not going to see three. So that's kind of where we are with this particular, these two particular uh, lost IPs.
while things change, just a short period of time, the left, the globalist left, are in absolute panic mode, and it is wonderful to see. These kind of things just go to show how 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 scared the left really is and what a bad position they actually are in, despite the fact that the midterm elections did not turn out exactly the way that we wanted with exactly the uh, amount of victory that we expected. Uh, although Arizona still might turn out okay. Uh, you've got uh, the latest situation, and, and folks don't understand, these things are all connected. All of these things are connected. Um, Disney has just fired Bob Chapek and brought in Bob Iger. Bob Iger was the one that put all of this wokeism, all of this ESG social credit BS uh, in into play in Disney. He is the reason that Disney is in the position that they are in. And they're bringing him back. The reason I think that they're bringing him back is because they're panicked. Somebody's panicked. Okay? I don't think it's the board necessarily. Uh, personally, I think that it is the mega investors in Disney. Um, BlackRock, State Street. All of these guys are all in on the globalist ESG social credit score BS. And ESG social credit score BS is nothing more than another way to launder money for the globalist left. Now, Disney is one of the left's largest propaganda outlets. And what makes it extraordinarily important to the globalist left is that Disney is a direct line into the minds of children. And they cannot afford to lose something that huge, especially after they just recently lost one of their other biggest propaganda outlets, Twitter. My guess, and the guess of a few other people, and there are rumors that there are inside reports. I, I cannot confirm these rumors, so I don't know, but there are rumors that there are insider reports that this is what is going on. Bob Chapek was about to make, and this was in the headlines, this part cannot be denied, Bob Chapek was about to make some major moves as far as uh, getting rid of wokeness in Disney, making major moves along the lines of David Zaslav and firing a bunch of people, high-level type people, and uh, getting rid of programs that were not making money but were still very uh, considered to be very powerful propaganda tools not the least of which was Indiana Jones 5, which happened to be uh, potentially like the feather in Kathleen Kennedy's 
cap. Now, apparently Kathleen Kennedy is no big friend of Bob Iger, but if she felt that her legacy was going to be damaged and Bob Iger felt that his legacy was going to be damaged, it is distinctly possible that they would make a move like this. Now, this move is going to cost Disney hundreds of millions of dollars because they just, just a few months ago, um, re-upped Bob Chapek's uh, uh, contract. It was a unanimous decision by the board to renew his contract. And now they're getting rid of him, so they're going to have to pay three years of his salary plus whatever golden parachute was guaranteed to him. This is going to cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. This is the end of Disney, folks. This is the end of Disney as a, even even as one of the left's major propaganda outlets, because folks are just going to stop watching. They're just going to stop watching, especially if Disney has made this move. Talk about the hardening of Pharaoh's heart. Folks, if they're bringing Iger back in, and Iger was the one who started all this stuff in the first place, you can guarantee that this guy is going to cement everything that he was doing. He's going to bring back anyone that Chapek got rid of. And they're just going to double down on everything. All of the wokeness. The MCU is going to be complete garbage. Star Wars is already dead. Indiana Jones will absolutely be dead. after. So everything Lucasfilm has, dead. Done. It will be worthless. To the point where nobody will want the IPs anymore. Even when Disney gets to the point where they are suffering so much financially that they're willing to sell off their IPs, nobody will want it. Nobody will want Star Wars anymore. Star Wars is dead. It's over. Indiana Jones at Indiana Jones has been dead. The the Silver Skull or Crystal Skull thing was was oh my gosh, just horrific, just awful. So Indiana Jones is already dead. Star Wars is dead now. Lucasfilm is finished. The MCU is going to be dead. It'll be over. Disney is going to get to the point where the name is going to be worthless and nobody's going to want to buy that name either. And so what's going to happen is Disney will be able to limp along. Oh, and the parks. The parks are apparently in bad shape as well. So, you know, we can't forget that little gem. Disney is going to get to the point where it's going to be nothing but a third-rate operation that nobody is going to want to buy, nobody's going to want to invest in. And and that's going to be that. This is what ESG and social credit gets you in a free market. It gets you nothing. You are doomed. It is over. Disney is over. Put a fork in them. They're done. And the left is... This, this is an indication of the globalist left's panic across the board. They are panicking. Look at their... Politically, look at their front line. Look at their front line. Okay? You've got Biden, who is mentally deficient, literally mentally deficient. The man was a moron when his brain was working. Now it's not working at all. He is nothing but a blubbering puppet. 
Same thing with Fetterman. Fetterman is a puppet. Same thing with AOC. AOC is a puppet. None of these people are making any decisions. They are being told what to do. And this is their starting team. These guys are their starting team. They're, they're in trouble. The left is in an enormous amount of trouble and they are panicking. And this move to bring back Iger is a panic move. It's a panic move. And things are only going to get worse for the left. If you like what I have said, if you like what you heard, hit the like and subscribe button and the notification button so that you can find out uh, uh, when I post other stuff. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to y'all later.